and this community is far too important and impactful for you not to be a part of it. Hello, and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community, from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Type podcast for 2023. And if you didn't know, it is Type 1 Tuesday. If you recall from my last episode, I mentioned that I will have a posting schedule to hold myself more accountable for consistent podcast releases. Well, I'm bringing back a series I had on my social media accounts called Type 1 Tuesday, where every week I'll be sharing diabetes-related content with every other week being a new podcast episode. So that means on the off weeks when I'm not sharing a new episode for you, I'll be posting educational information, some of my advocacy work, and other highlights related to my diabetes work on my social media. So... Make sure you follow my Instagram at Miss Polk County 2023. Polk is P O L K. And follow along to see various aspects of my diabetes and my Miss Iowa journey. All that being said, I try to be really involved and take initiative when it comes to diabetes advocacy and education. I mean, that's why I started this podcast, after all. And I actually have some really exciting news. I was chosen to be on the Advocates in Action Council for the National Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. I'm so excited. I applied way back in, I think, October when the application first opened and I found out a few weeks ago. And we have our first meeting in a few days by the time this is posted. And I'm just so excited. To say I have this national partnership with the organization that has been with me literally since day one, just makes 11-year-old me so proud and happy, and it just warms my heart to no end. So I'm excited to share what exactly we'll do. It's the first ever Advocates in Action Council selected, and I'm just so excited to get started and see the impact we'll have with legislators. And for me, I really want to focus on educational advocacy, especially as a teacher. So I'm excited to see what we can continue to advance in this program. And I'll keep you updated on the work that we do. Now, even though I try to do as much work as possible, all of that did not happen all at once or overnight. For many, being diagnosed is overwhelming enough, but getting involved in a new community with service work can be an added pressure that they don't even know how to access. If I didn't have the impeccable care team at the University of Iowa who provided me with the necessary contact information and resources, there's no way I'd be nearly as involved as I am today. I started my fight to end diabetes the day after I was diagnosed, the second day in the hospital, But that's because I had people from JDRF and diabetes educators reach out to me. And I've really realized after hearing so many people's stories just how fortunate I am for having that. Getting started is often the hardest part. So today, I'm going to focus on a few ways that you can get involved to feel part of a community and ultimately better it. We're going to break it down into steps. So step number one is research. 
Whether you or a loved one are just diagnosed or you meet someone that is somehow involved in the diabetes community and it gets you intrigued, a great way to start is by doing some digging. So start by learning more about diabetes in general and specifically whatever type you're dealing with. So for example, if it's T1D, find specifics on that. If it's someone you love with type 2 diabetes or you're pre-diabetic or you were just diagnosed, find more information on how you'll live with it, on the ways you can advocate, and also just the ways that this disease will affect your daily life. This can alleviate some of that worry and uncertainty that comes with a new diagnosis, even if it's just impacting a loved one or a friend. Showing that you're trying to understand them only helps further that relationship as well. When looking up more general info about the basic functions and characteristics of this disease, it may already lead you to some organizations you can turn to for support. But when you're looking into diabetes, take notice and really reflect on what issues resonate most with you. For example, is it insulin affordability? Is it funding a cure? Is it the educational resources that too often many schools and states lack? Maybe it's all of those. When starting out, it's good to start with one or two issues to really focus on so you're not overwhelmed with all of these great causes that focus on so many different aspects that is diabetes advocacy. I'm someone who cares about all of those things, but I didn't start by tackling all of them by myself. From there, the next things to research are the diabetes support groups, the organizations, and the events. Seeing which groups have the type of support you need in that moment and what organizations focus on those specific issues you care about most is a great place to start. You can contact your local Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation chapter. They primarily focus on fundraising towards research and a cure for type 1 diabetes. The American Diabetes Association, or the ADA, has efforts for both type 1 and type 2, but heavily focuses on nutrition and overall longevity of your health, especially with type 2. Beyond Type 1 is another great resource with lots of educational tools like school presentations, flyers, and 504 plans for educational advocacy and bringing it into the schools. So whichever avenue will lead to a community that is there for you when you need it most, especially after a recent diagnosis, that's where you can focus on and focus on a group that has those same values. Moving on to step number two, building connections and attending your first event. After looking into the organizations that fit your values most, that's when you reach out. See what events are happening near you or even what events are happening virtually. One positive that came out of COVID is we can all connect online and find ways to support each other all across the country or across your state. Are there local chapters of these organizations in your area or nearby? Is it a regional chapter? You can start by sending messages on their social media or even emailing to ask more about that organization and find out when you can attend a meeting or maybe a social event that they are planning. If you're nervous about going alone, because I know I would be too, invite a friend or family member to go with you. Bringing more people into the diabetes community, whether they're diabetic or not, is always welcome and encouraged. I promise you that. If you feel like that group ends up not being a good fit, whether it's the people or maybe it's a lot to tackle all at once, see what other organizations you can get involved with and start over again. 
There's nothing wrong with finding the organization that best aligns with you and what you need in that moment. And this community is far too important and impactful for you not to be a part of it. Now, step three is to become a regular volunteer or member and seeking out those additional opportunities. Often, once you get involved and see what it's all about, people want to get involved and continue to stay involved because it is such an incredible mission. I know that's how I felt when I went to my first JDRF event in my local chapter and I immediately knew this was a place for me, this was a place I felt welcome, I could connect with people who got me, and now I've just continued to give back. So once you find that right fit, start seeking out some regular opportunities like official membership, if that's an option, annual attendance to important events. So that could be annual walks or runs or bike rides or fundraisers. Maybe the galas are a good option as well. I know I've loved attending those. Anything where you could annually show your support, even if it's just once a year. Also becoming a regular volunteer at various events throughout the year. After I attended my first couple of meetings with JDRF, I started fulfilling volunteer roles and pitching in after seeing that impact that it has had on me. And after getting more comfortable with those tasks and that time commitment, I started to get involved with other organizations like the American Diabetes Association, like Beyond Type 1 and Touched by Type 1 and all of these other incredible organizations. But... If you don't have that time commitment or you really like the mission of this one organization, you don't have to be involved with multiple. It is totally up to you and what you can handle, which is why step four is kind of an additional step if you choose to take it, and that is finding those leadership positions and making your own projects. To me, this is the most rewarding step, in my opinion. Holding leadership positions and making projects of your own to support the organizations of your choice has helped me so much with my confidence, with my planning skills, my time management, and has shown me just how much of an impact I, as a single person, can make. And these leadership positions don't have to be full-time jobs. You do not have to apply for a job with the American Diabetes Association or with JDRF. They can still be those volunteer roles. So for example, I've served on event planning committees where I work with other people once a week for about one or two hours, but I'm still able to see a vision come to life and put in my input on events that I've already attended in the past. You can also set up your own projects and fundraisers to support the organization. Past initiatives that I've set up include this podcast and my YouTube channel, Not Your Type, subscribe. Also, my social media accounts at Miss Polk County 2023. I'll make sure to put all of these in the show notes. And also incentives through that media. So some incentives I've done in the past included birthday fundraisers where I did a birthday bingo to raise money for certain organizations that fund T1D research. I've also done a month of love where I wrote songs for people if they sent a set amount of money. And I made it all about them. It was really cute and really successful. I'm considering bringing that back as well. But you don't have to have a social media presence to do this either. You can set up in-person fundraiser events. When I was first diagnosed, I partnered with a local grocery store where we set up stations around the store selling the paper sneakers for JDRF. And I performed along with other community members and pageant people. And also had a cookout where all the donations went to JDRF. 
You can also look into what restaurant chains have give back nights. A lot of them do, where a set amount of the proceeds made that day go back to a nonprofit of your choice. And I've done plenty of those where it's an easy way to raise money and also get a community together to share a meal. However you choose to get involved, the diabetes community will welcome you. No matter what role you play, whether it's a leadership role, a volunteer role, or even just a membership role, you are making an impact to advance acceptance, education, and an end to diabetes. I'm always a resource to reach out to if you're interested in getting involved. You can always message me through the social media linked in the show notes. I am always here to talk to through the social media linked in my show notes if you have any questions or need more tips on the ways that you can be involved. And remember, getting started is the hardest part, but it's the part that matters. Until next time.